Welcome back to the Choosing Zimple podcast. My name is Amy Fuel and I'm your host. I am a homesteading wife, mama, author, homemaker, and today we are going to talk about a topic that I think a lot of us really need to hash out and think about and kind of like salve for the soul maybe. So grab a cup of coffee or get started on those dishes or on your drive to work and let's get started on this week's Choosing Simple podcast. So this time change has got me like, whoa. (laughs) It is 7.28 on Monday. You know, normally my podcast is out by 7 o'clock on Monday and here I am just now recording it. But all good things, all good things come when they're supposed to. And that's actually what we're talking about today. So um, I I, ha- I originally had a podcast in mind that I wanted to do this week that I was going to record with a friend of mine and the time just didn't work out for us. So I think we're going to do that next week. And so I was sitting here wondering, well, you know, I have this list of topics to talk about which one of them do I choose? And actually, I feel like the Lord put it on my heart to choose a topic that wasn't on my list. And I think that's how life normally goes, right? Today, I want to talk about waiting and how God is most of the time, pretty much always in the waiting, you know, waiting for, for many of us, waiting for your new homestead or your land, waiting for a baby, waiting to lose weight, waiting for a new job, uh, waiting for test results that you're not sure you really want to hear, waiting for someone to change, maybe for your marriage to change, waiting for your kids to to grow up. (laughs) You know, there are a lot of things in life where we feel like we're just waiting and maybe it's taking a little longer than we want it to. Um, and so I want to give you a couple of examples because we all have examples of waiting in our life. So then we're going to go over some scriptures and I don't know if you realize this or not, but there are literally tons and tons of scriptures about waiting and how God is in the waiting and God asking us to wait. So we've been doing this read the Bible in a year challenge in our homestead homemaking group for Christian women and friends on Facebook. We've also been doing it on YouTube and we just finished up uh, the story of Moses and how the Israelites had to wait 40 years, 40 years for their property, essentially, their land. And during those 40 years, so many things happened. But at the end, so it started where, you know, God brought his people out of Egypt. And those people weren't even alive anymore by the time they reached Jordan to cross it. And the reason for that is because they were they had become such evil small-minded people that God chose to bring their generation into Israel, but not them. And so it was just an interesting story. But besides that, God 
um, he, he makes it very known that one of the main reasons he, he caused the Israelites to wait 40 years for their promise is because he wanted it to be a testimony. He wanted the Israelites to share what had happened for 40 years with others, that it would be, that, that they would talk about it, that they would write about it, that they would share it constantly and consistently with people that they knew, with their families, with their, with their generations to come. And that's why we still talk about it today. I mean, even non-Christians talk about, I mean, think of such a small country with such an, a big impact even today. So there, there was God in the waiting. He had a reason and you know, it might've sucked for the people who didn't get to get to go into the promised land, but he still had a reason. And that reason was, was fulfilled and continues to be. So in my personal life, one of the biggest things that I've had to wait for is our second child. And I, for some reason, I knew it was going to be hard for us to get pregnant with our second child. And so I really wanted to start trying for another baby very soon after our first, but my husband wasn't quite ready yet, quite ready yet. And, um, and I respected that and honored that. Well, it essentially took us nine years to get pregnant again, you know, to, for a viable pregnancy. And I had actually come to terms with not having another baby. I mean, it had been so long. I had started a new career. I had started, um, a new, a new self-employed job. Um, I was writing more. I was living life. And then those two pink lines showed up (laughs) and I literally, and I, and I, I mean this in a way not, I never want people to think that, um, I wasn't grateful to be pregnant because I was, and I, and I would never ever say that I wasn't, but it was hard. It was hard to see that because I wasn't prepared to be pregnant again. I didn't think we were going to have any more kids yet for so long I had prayed for this. And so what I discovered was God was completely and totally in the waiting because one of the main reasons, and we'll talk about this in another podcast, one of the main reasons that I got pregnant was because I went on the keto diet. It was a very lazy version of the keto diet. Um, But I know in my heart that God causes us to make decisions in our life sometimes that lead to fulfilling his will. And we actually, I know that's biblical because we see it throughout the Bible. Um, God will cause someone to do something or not do something so that he can fulfill his will. And so I truly believe that God caused me to, to think about going on this diet and actually doing this diet so that I would get pregnant because I remember praying one night and just hearing God say, you know, I was praising God for being pregnant. I was praising God for the baby. And, um, and I just remember hearing him say, basically, you know, I'm happy for you too, but I gave him to you because I need him. And 
as I've continued to read the Bible through the year, I've noticed that a lot of times God will bless individuals with children, not necessarily because they need them, but because God needs them to fulfill something in his plan. And it could be something as simple as, as him growing up and, and being a testimony. You know, it, it could be something as simple as that, but I waited nine years for our second son and it was hard for me, but then when I held him, it was just the best thing in the world. And so I truly believe that God caused us to wait, number one, because that was his, his will. He had a reason for us to wait and a reason for, for little Everett to be here for such a time as this, as the Bible says. And I also believe that God was in the waiting for me. Um, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that we rejoice in our hardships because um, it teaches us good character and it teaches us perseverance. And I so much enjoy motherhood more now than I did 10 years ago because I'm more mature. I am so much more mature. I have better character. I'm a more patient person and I feel like I can fully enjoy being a mom. Now, I I wouldn't ever change being a mom 10 years ago. I wouldn't because my first child is just amazing and he taught me so much as well. But God was in the waiting. Well, currently he we are in another situation where um we're having some hiccups with with building our new homestead. For those of you who don't know, we um we have some things happening and some land and um the land was closed on and, and there's just some just some stuff that we're dealing with. And I just you know, the other day I was like, Really? <laughs> Here we are, we're gonna be waiting again for, you know, a little while. And then I just felt this, you know what? No. I, even if we have to wait, God is in the waiting. There's a reason. There's always a reason that God makes you wait. And so let's find out what that reason is, you know, and we will, and it'll be amazing. And we'll, we'll think, oh, this is why, this is why he made us wait. It's so perfect that he made us wait. Sometimes God makes us wait because he has something better for us. And I think that's really important for us to understand that there are many, many, many times in life where we think that we want something or we should have something and God actually has something better for us. And that has happened many times, many times in my life. So I want to go over a few scriptures and I think you'll really enjoy them. Because some of them you might already know, but some of them you may have never thought of when it comes to waiting. And um, when I read these, a lot of these scriptures for, for the NIV, they turn the word waiting into hope. And uh, so I think that's a really interesting concept. The original word was waiting or wait, and the NIV changes it to hope. So the first verse is Isaiah forty thirty one, and it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So when I was growing up, that verse said, For those who wait on the Lord. And I like both versions because oftentimes we find in the Bible that waiting turns into hope. And uh, because you're hoping for things, right? 
The next verse is Lamentations 3.25, and I'm going to write all of these in the description of the podcast for you to check out. But Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who hope in Him. Again, the Lord is good to those who wait on Him. To the one who seeks Him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. So that says that those who wait on him and those who seek him and those who wait quietly, it's good for them. And I thought that was a really interesting scripture. Next, we are going to Romans. Romans 5, 3 through 5. And it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I love that scripture. I love the scripture that says, even in our suffering, so even in those hard times, those times where you have an illness and you don't want that illness and waiting to get better or waiting for a reason feels like a lifetime. It produces perseverance, it produces character, it produces hope. The next verse is James. It's James 5.11. And it says, As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. You don't want to talk about waiting. Go read the story of Job. Not only did he wait and wait and wait, but you have to wait and wait and wait to get through Job because it's such a long, monotonous book. We'll be right back for part two of this podcast right after this message from one of our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to part two of our podcast. And the last scripture that I want to talk to you about is probably one of my most favorite scriptures of all time. And it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. While that verse doesn't have really anything to do with waiting, it kind of has everything to do with waiting because it talks about trusting God and leaning not on your own understanding of what you're going through in life or what's happening in your life right now or your situation, but submitting to him and trusting in him, even in the wait. Now you want to talk about waiting. It has taken me three days in three different segments to make this one podcast episode, which is why it is coming out late this week. My little one is very, very clingy this week and is very clingy at night. So when I have been able to do, normally when I do my podcasts, I do them late at night or really early in the morning, but every time I've gotten out of bed, he just grabs me and he just pulls me back in bed with crying or, or whining. 
This is literally the first morning. I'm sitting here at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I woke up at five and this is the first morning that I have had to finish this podcast. And so waiting can look a lot different for different people, but there, there's always something we're waiting on. And it's, it's no, it's no wonder why there are so many, I mean, guys, there are so many scriptures. I want you to look them up. Even if you had to Google it, I want you to look up all of the scriptures about waiting and all of the different contexts, because somebody was always waiting for something in the Bible. Like I said before, Job especially waited a very long time and it was a very monotonous journey, um, for him. But, you know, some examples of waiting in my life have been, um, you know, waiting for my spouse. Now I didn't have to wait very long for him, but ever since I was a young teenager, I prayed that God would send me the perfect husband. Now we know the perfect husband doesn't exist, but, but who he knew I should be with. And so from the time I was 13 years old, I prayed for him. And it was funny because my husband and I had this conversation one time and he actually did the same thing ever since he was little, he had prayed for, for his wife. Um, and I really encourage you to do that for your children. If you have children, um, you pray for their spouse and have them pray for their spouse because it's such a really amazing way to connect with God and, and see God's hand in your life. Um, but maybe there's some of you that are, are waiting. I got married when I was 18. It felt like I waited a lifetime, but I really didn't. Um, but maybe there's some of you who are waiting for that spouse to come along and you're in your thirties or even forties, uh, and they haven't come yet. And I am trusting God with you that the wait is worth it. You know, I had to wait for our marriage, even, even God sending me my spouse, I had to wait for our marriage to get to a point where, you know, we were both really flourishing and happy in our marriage. And not that we were ever unhappy, but you know, it wasn't the greatest at times. And that's, that's all marriages. Okay. Don't, don't think that it's not every single marriage is hard when you get started. Um, I always say the best part is probably, you know, right over the hump of we can't do this anymore. (laughs) And I, we have an amazing, amazing marriage now. And so maybe you're waiting for your marriage to get better. And you're on the verge of saying, I can't do this anymore. You know, you've checked out, you're over it. I'm, you know, don't ever stay in a relationship that is, you know, abusive, obviously, but I'm speaking to the masses here. For most of us, we, we don't have a abusive relationship. We're just in a relationship that, that could be hard. Um, I encourage you to find God in the waiting because normally when he's choosing to make you wait during that time frame in your marriage, it's because he's working on your heart or your spouse's heart or both of your hearts. Um, and that is worth the wait. It's hard, but it's worth the wait. Maybe you're waiting for that child. Maybe you haven't been able to have children. Um, I can't sit here and say that you will, but if it were me, 
I would choose to believe one of two things, that God is having you wait because there's a reason and he needs that baby to come just like he needed my baby to come for, for such a time as this. And he is waiting for that perfect moment to give that little one to you or more little ones to you. Or maybe he's choosing to make you wait and maybe you'll wait forever. But I think you'll probably get to a point where you'll realize that if God doesn't bless you with children, then there was a reason. And that reason could be because God has a greater plan for you and your life. Not a not a greater plan and a better plan, but I think you, you'll understand when that happens. Um, we always, hindsight is twenty twenty. We don't ever quite understand until it actually happens. With me, I had come to the very real conclusion that we weren't going to have any more babies. And um, I had started my organization, Homesteaders of America, and I thought, oh, this is why. This is why God hasn't blessed us with more children because this is very demanding of my time. And, but it's changing lives. You know, God put me here to change lives and then when he dropped a baby in our lap, <laughs> um, I, I, I think that God had us wait. Number one, because he needed Everett when he needed Everett, Everett to come. It's not just about our lives. It's about their lives as well and what time frame they're born and who they could impact um, on their journey in life. But I think also if I had had Everett before starting Homesteaders of America, I can very confidently tell you that I would have never started Homesteaders of America. Never. I would have never started it because I would have been too busy. Um, my husband wouldn't have really appreciated it. (laughs) And, um, it's just, it's just funny how things fall into place, how God really had us establish different things in our lives and in our careers, even my husband and his career, uh, before giving us this baby. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so busy. This is going to be crazy. And it was, and it is, but you adapt and you change and it was worth it. The wait was worth it. Maybe you are waiting on a health decision or uh, you're waiting for God to heal you. And we know that God is a miracle worker and he is a miracle healer. And sometimes he makes us wait. And sometimes it doesn't happen at all. But I promise you that the thorn in your side, just like Paul's, God sees you. God knows you. God is using you even through that difficulty with your health. And I'm not saying that God gave you that thorn because we know that God wishes for us to have good health and have a good long life. But I am saying that he could use it. He could use it to impact other people. He can use you to impact other people. You know, the reality is that We wait for a lot of things. Some things are very minute. Um, Some things are extremely heavy and burdensome. 
But I think that we often forget that God has a plan, not just for our lives, but for his timeline. You know, certain things have to happen in life for us to be the most impactful on the kingdom of God. And some of those things are hard things. This, this is why I love reading through the Bible, to see all the stories of all the people in the Bible. And I consistently, recently in life, I consistently come back to Joseph. The story of Joseph has impacted my life in so many ways. And it's because Joseph had to go through all of these hard things. You know, his brothers hated him. They, you know, gave him away. He had to go live in a country, you know, a place he didn't even know. Uh, He got thrown in a, a jail cell. And then eventually God, you know, rose him into power. And when his family came, and his brothers came who, who threw him away and told him he was worthless and gave him, you know, gave him to the gypsies that walked by, you know. And they bowed down to him. You know, Joseph could have said, you horrible people, go away. I'm not going to feed you. I'm not going to take care of you with all of my power and might. And, and But instead, he chose to say, you know what? I'm not sorry. I'm not upset that you did this to me. I'm happy because God sent me before you so that I could prepare this, this event. The event was there was a drought. There were seven years of famine. And the only way that Joseph's family would be fed was because Joseph was placed in power and rationing out food. And he chose to see it as... God working and sending him before his family years and years. I mean, guys, it was years so that he could in return take care of his family years and years and years and years later. What if we started looking at our waiting and our lives in that way? What if we have to wait so that we can be a testimony to somebody else? Because the reality is that No matter what we do or say, God put us here for him. And I know that sounds selfish. I'm not saying God doesn't care about you. God does care about you. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said he knows the number of hairs on your head. God does care about you. But in the end, he cares about how many people are going to live with him forever. And he's going to use your life in any way that he can to impact other people, to bring them into his kingdom. Now, the rest of it is up to you and how you choose to see your life and view your life. If you choose to see the waiting or the hardship as a complete and total burden and to turn away from God, then that's your free will. You know, God is in control of everything. He can place something in front of you, but he can't make you reach out and grab it. 
And so that part is up to you. But what are you going to do with it? So you can choose to turn away from him or you can choose to embrace it and say, you know what? There's a reason for this. Now, obviously there's things that happen in our lives that shouldn't be there. You know, because of free will and because of other people's stupidity or, or bad decisions, things can happen in our lives that are not from God. And so there are sometimes things we need to fix on our own. But for the most part, the things that are outside of our control and the things that we're waiting on and the things that we're going through, we have two choices. And when we choose the godly way, (laughs) we can have our pity party. But when we choose to then say, okay, God, now what? How are you going to use this to impact people around me? That's when we see our mindset shift. And that is the hardest part of waiting because sometimes we even have to wait for God to tell us. Actually, most of the time we have to wait for God to show us why we had to wait for so long. But friends, I'm here to tell you and the amount of different things I've had to wait for, when God has revealed to me just in life from things happening, why I had to wait, oh, it is so worth it. I sit there and go, oh man, God, yes, you knew what you were doing. And that's where the proverb scripture comes in about not leaning on our own understanding. Think of life as this big timeline. You only know where you're standing on that timeline right now, all behind you, what has happened in the past, and maybe just a little bit ahead of you, you know, pre-plans, schedules, things like that. But you don't know what's going to happen five years from now. God, God knows the whole timeline. He knows from the day of creation to the day of destruction and the day that we go home in the clouds to be with him. He knows. And so God can actually choose to put things in your path to make that timeline better for him and many times for you, but ultimately for everyone because he wants everyone to come to his kingdom. I hope that this podcast causes you to think and causes you to be okay with whatever it is you are waiting on today. Friend, you might have to wait five minutes. You might have to wait 20 years. Look at Israel. Israel had to wait 40 years. And in a lot of ways, they're still waiting. And look at me. I had to wait nine years to get my baby, my second baby. And I really hope that God blesses us with more. But if not, the wait was worth it. And there was a reason. I really encourage you this week to check out all of the scriptures on waiting. I am so happy that you joined me for the Choosing Simple podcast where we talk about 
all the simple things and living the simple life about womanhood, about motherhood, about Jesus, about homesteading, and just life in general. Sometimes we forget that life is really complicated and we have to choose, actively choose simple. If you wouldn't mind giving me a a rating on whatever podcast channel that you listen on, I think most of them are on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. And I really hope that you're going to join me again next week because we have a lot of fun podcasts in store for you, including guest podcasts as well. All right, guys, have a great day. And don't forget to choose simple. Thank you.